Welcome to Small Business Big Impact. These are lessons from the trenches of running a business with a multiple bottom line. Purpose, people, planet, and profit. Get the inside scoop on what it takes to succeed at using business as a force for good. Carly Cunningham is a big thinker as well as the creative strategist and growth accelerator at Big Bold Brand. She's inspired by entrepreneurial creativity, ingenuity, and sheer grit. And she aims to inspire and support those leaders who strive to grow their businesses and change the world where they do it. She's written for well-respected publications and is a sought-after speaker and mentor for several national and international businesses. And she's a dedicated community builder who lives the giver's gain philosophy on a daily basis. In this episode, Carly shares how her personal journey of building from the inside out has provided a powerful template for supporting business leaders to create the alignment that fosters success on all levels. Carly, I am really glad to have you on the show today. I've been waiting to chat with you for a long time. Uh, it seems like you've been going through a lot of shift changes in your business lately and maybe maybe redecorating your life. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> it's nice to have you today. And I'm looking forward to hearing your story about building from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And so would you mind starting with the story that will anchor us in that journey? Absolutely, for sure. First, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. It is so critically important for impact and purpose-driven businesses, those who want to do good in the world, which is when you invited me onto this show, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so incredibly perfect. We align so well. And the way I go about helping purpose-driven businesses, impact-driven businesses, I call them the disruptors and the innovators and the change makers in the world um, is definitely an inside out process. And why and how I learned that was important was my own journey. And so I don't see the development of one's personal positioning or brand or how they show up in the world different from the way a company goes about it because companies, as much as we think of them as things, they're actually made up of people. And so well, let's just dive into the story. So I was in my early 30s and I had hired, um, I would call him a business slash life coach. Um, the initial, in my own mind and how we, you know, the stories we tell ourselves, the reasons I hired him is because I had some self-limiting beliefs and I couldn't break through the barriers of those. And um, I hired Ray um, because he's, very well respected in the business community. He gives back. He's just, he's just so lovely and calm and grounded. And that is, as folks may get to know through this interview, that is not, I am very dynamic. I can be very intense and I move very quickly. Um, I've been called a hummingbird before. Um, so <laughs> I stepped into this coaching arrangement, knowing that he would be a good balance and anchor for me. And the first time for my first coaching session, he would host his coaching sessions down at the um, Terminal City Club, which, you know, for all intensive purposes, if we're thinking about this was about 15 years ago, I'm rounding, um, you know, still very male oriented, still very, you know, right side energy, very much gang, very professional, very high end. And I'm sitting in the middle of one of the dining rooms of this club. And 
Ray just calmly looks at me and he says, how can I help you? And it was like the emotional floodgates just unlocked. And I started to say to him, I said, you know, I said, I'm in my early 30s. I've made a life for myself in Vancouver. I own a business that is very quickly growing and has a phenomenal reputation. I have a great personal brand reputation in the city, to my knowledge. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be dating a pilot. I can go anywhere in the world within a few days' notice. I own property on my own in Vancouver. You know, I have all these things. I live an outdoorsy life, which I love, and I'm effing miserable. And as I'm telling this story, I can feel the tears welling up and I can feel the tension in my body. And so I'm just, and then away it goes. And so I'm sitting in the middle of the Terminal City Club. Fortunately, it was early in the morning, so there weren't too many people around in front of a mentor I greatly respect, you know, wet eyed and snotty nosed. So great. Perfect. <laughs> right? You know, just just the you know shiny example that you you want to show up in, and in a situation like that. And so, I mean, I can laugh about it now, but if you want to talk about vulnerable and embarrassing, um, you know, and I've I've never been one. I wear my emotions on my sleeve, but to to have someone with that, you know, when you someone holds space for you, and then all of a sudden everything feels safe, and the rest of the world drops away. I mean, that is that is a skill that he has acquired, and I find that you hold that groundedness in that space as well, which is why I'm very comfortable sharing this story. So fast forward to working through why I was miserable is we figured out I was completely misaligned with myself. I was mm-hmm. living in contrast to my values. I was in a business partnership where our we would say our values were the same family and I can't remember what they were. I know family was one of them, like family first. Well, but what family first meant for us was very, very different. And so the difference in our understanding of those values, because I have found that folks tend to use one word values or guiding principles for their company when it needs to be much more deep and understood is it just would pull so much tension between the two of us, but the business would always bring us back together because we did have commonalities, but there was just too much difference. So the business partnership I was in was causing me too much stress. It wasn't values aligned. I had built my own personal brand because I was young, a young female. I was in a very conservative business circle at the time. And I had built myself to be what I perceived and what the social message was to me that I should be. And it is so in contrast to, I'm not conservative. (laughs) I'm not quiet and demure. I'm not, you know, the woman who is going to stand by and smile. I I am boisterous. I am loud. I mean, if, if, I don't know if you're going to do video of this, but you can see the colors on my sweater. I mean, I'm just out there. I'm a raging extrovert. And so I had put myself in this box to what I thought at the time was be able to do business with the people I thought I should be serving. So completely misaligned with self on all points. I didn't understand. I wasn't clear on my, my purpose. Like why, why did I have this business beyond making money? And I was chasing the dollar because I was young and I needed to keep up with life in Vancouver. 
you know, caught up in the keeping up with the Joneses, all these external forces that were making me miserable. That's one set of points of reference, but there could also be, uh, you can you can go in that same direction, have this similar experience with positive values. Because mm -hmm. like you can have, you know, all these, trying to be doing all these amazing things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're fully in alignment. I, I mean, I'm not trying to suggest that suggest that like reaching for positive things would be out of, align, out of alignment with a person, but that maybe the way they're doing it or the place that they're doing it, right? Or how they're doing it, right? Yeah, I'm absolutely tracking with you. So, so began the understanding of building from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Language people you'll hear people use is, is, you know, aligning the heart and the head or from a business perspective is aligning the technical aspects of the business, you know, what you do, what you sell with the heart and soul of the business, you know, leading with the heart. And that was lacking for me because I had been doing it all from the head and all the shoulds that society tells us, you should be this, you should do that. Well, your clients want you to be this. So you should be that. Yeah, yeah no. With alignment, even like, because you're an athlete and your background is mm -hmm. being an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when your body's out of alignment, you don't have the same capacity, the same ability to perform, right? So oh. it's, I would think similarly, that alignment is all, has all to do with your ability to actually excel. Yeah. And you, it's like, I sent you a script for this. I did not. And that is a core example that I use with our clients. And there is actually in our model of how we deliver what we deliver. There is a spine. It's the little triangles that are all aligned within it. Mm. Because when, when one, one, you know, disc in your back is misaligned and it's pressing against something or pulling away from something that can either create awkwardness, discomfort, it can completely shut you down and bring you to your knees. And I had mm -hmm. reached a point of misalignment on so many levels that it brought me to my knees in a, you know, metaphorical sense. So what was your journey finding alignment? Oh, great question. We went through a process and I, I don't know, I don't know that Ray would have called it this, but it's, it, you know, how I experienced it with is we just started looking at the aspects of what I now have as a, how to develop your brand, whether it be a personal brand or a business brand, which is primarily the work that I do is I went through a process of deconstruction, like looking at all the elements. What is my purpose in this world? What are my values? And, you know, those are, can be hard to figure out until you have someone who can bring tools to help you figure it out. Otherwise you're kind of poking around in the dark guessing. Um, and even having done that exercise, what's really funny <laughs> side story is that um, through um, my resistance to doing things, my wife and I found out that one of my top values is convenience. <laughs> it didn't even come up in the surveys. But so it's a journey. And I went through the journey of pulling things apart. What's my vision? Where do I want to be in three to five years? I mean, I'm an innate um, systems thinker and a planner. So having knowing what my North Star is is so incredibly important to me to be able to build the structure of how I move forward. As you said, I'm, I have a huge background and I would say half of my life and still is around athletics and being physical and being active and achieving. And, you know, even if it's on my own accord, Hey, I'm going to go reach the top of that mountain tomorrow. I need to understand how I'm going to get there. I'm not a throw it together person. And then we look at how do I want to show up in the world? Like what is authentic to me and what do I want my character to be? What do I want to be known for? And so we pulled apart all of those things 
on the personal aspect. And then we started to look at the career path of, you know, what is my body of work and what is the value that I bring to those that I serve? And that's both personally and professionally, because one of the other things that was misaligned was who my closest, who the closest people were to me in my quote unquote personal life. If we want to divide the two, I don't now don't believe that they do divide, but and how I presented myself on social media and in the business world, I got called out on that by the person I was dating at the time. And they're like, who is this person that I read about on social media? Because that is not the you that I know. And so <laughs> the deconstruction happened and it was, you know, the opening of the layers. And funny enough, I was working with a yogic mentor at the same time. So we'd got into alignment of the chakras and energetic stuff. So I was doing this Eastern and Western work. If you really want to do deep work. Hey, add both of those at the same time. And it's like, <laughs> I sort of just lit a stick of dynamite and dropped it in my own personal space. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it was that sounds heavy. a little excruciating. And at times it was, you know, I mean, if we want to go deep in the conversation, I think your audience is, is, is are one who will embrace that if everything is energy, you know, some of the energetic clearing that I had to do because I was withholding my authentic self because I was taking on energy and, and ways of being and doing that weren't mine, purging my, my being of that was, you know, some days laying on the floor sobbing. Mm -hmm. If we're going to go full disclosure, like it is not an easy process, but I am so grateful that I went through it because it allowed me to see that when you get clear on those things for yourself and you can live, you know, everybody says, I want to live authentically. We want our brand to be authentic. It, authenticity is an output of being aligned with what matters to you, what you're passionate about, what your values are. And it sounds, it sounds a lot like a, it's like, a, like when we talk about branding and it has a very sort of business mm -hmm. idea and, and there's all kinds of ways people think of that. But when we think about it personally, it sounds to me like we're, you're talking about trying to both get clear on who you are and or decide, I mean, it's both an exploration and a decision about who you are and who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. And then, then making sure that that all the, that you have, you're in integrity around that. In integrity with intention. Yes. Right. And then that the, the business and then, then doing a similar thing with your business. Yeah. Right. I mean, here, here's the thing. The reason the two, when I can do the same work with a person, who wants to build their personal brand. And I haven't done it for years because my focus is on that working with small to mid-sized businesses, but it, the process is the same and here's why. Because companies are made up of people. People have thoughts that come from beliefs. They have values, they have dreams and ambitions. They have trauma that comes with them and trigger points, like they are, actively dynamic beings with truths, fundamental beliefs and truths of who they are. And yes, you can work to change, but to change your values often requires a significant life event, the loss of a loved one, a severe accident, like something that is just so shocking that it rattles you to the core. And so companies are made up of people. They, as much as we think of them as things, they're actually not. Because what I have seen time and time again, 
and I can give a, a personal, I can give the, you know, the, the professional personal example and the business example. It's time and time again, I've seen people go through the process of the shoulds and building from the inside out and following the marketing data that we should be positioned here. And what happens is, is these folks who've come in for purpose and in, to make impact and the external forces get so strong that they get pulled off their center and it just becomes a job. They're, they're working to serve something that is not aligned with who they are. And that could be a founder or that could be a team. And that team needs to come to agreement because I've lived the experience of having a business partner who's misaligned and that frenetic energy and pull intention. You can both have great intentions, but if you're not aligned on the foundational level, there's going to be problems. I've seen businesses split become of it because of it. I've seen business owners become disengaged and just show up for a job when they own the business. On the on the personal side, you know, I've I've run into executives. <laughs> the ones, the best story I ever heard was a, a gentleman who he'd hit VP of a large banking institution, and he said, "You know what?" He's like, "I'm kind of done with this." It doesn't feel like me anymore. I don't know that it was ever me. I said, well, okay, but how did you get here? I mean, you're the VP. Clearly something was working for you. He goes, well, here's the deal. I was young, got a job at the bank because I came out of university and that's what fit with my experience. And um, they promoted me because I guess I was smart. And then at lunch, they started giving me, you know, I go for lunches with really good sandwiches. And I was like, hey, this is great. And then I met my wife and we had kids. So I needed to make some money. And they offered me a promotion. I'm like, hey, this is great. He's like, then all of a sudden there were dinners with you know, fancy food. And so it was like he was being baited along this path. And without the aware, the conscious awareness of self, he just followed the path to find that, you know, five years from retirement, he's like, I don't really like this anymore. And I don't want to be here. It's the ride's been great, but I don't feel like I've lived who I, in, I don't feel like I, I feel like I could have been something different and happier and whatever his words were, but you could, you could feel that tension in him. Yeah. Because it almost sounds, as you describe it, it almost sounds like somebody got swept up by a flash flood yeah. and then, and then they're finding, they're looking around going, where the hell am I? Yeah. Or even they, you know, bought themselves a kayak and it was a fun ride down the river, but all of a sudden the river ended or dried up and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Didn't really think that through, did I? <laughs> so personally, it can be really challenging to really dig in and, and come to a lot of clarity mm -hmm. and find alignment. Mm -hmm. Do you find it's often equally challenging on a, when it comes to an organization? Hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's two sides to every coin, right? Energetically, there is always an opposing force. So, you know, mm. I just wanted to state that for those who might be on that precipice of that deep work or feeling like I, I get what you're saying and now you've scared the, scared the heck out of me and I'm not going down <laughs> that path. Thank you very much. I'm yeah. fine with my sandwiches in my corporate life. I think either is hard if you don't, if you aren't surrounded by um, what I will call a scaffolding, like people who care in community. Um, mm. that will hold you up as you journey down that path or are rattled that will, that will be the foundation for you. Very hard to do the journey self-guided. It's possible. I mean, there's, I mean, look at how many self-help books are out there. And I'm going to tell you that some of them have indeed helped me, but to move through the process with a coach or a guide or a mentor is certainly much easier. And I think that also applies on the business side. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say either is equally as hard, but I think that on the business side, 
because folks know, you know, we need to understand who we are to show up authentically. It depends on what their drivers are. You know, we need to better communicate who we are, what we do and the value we deliver in order to attract clients that we enjoy working with, because right now we're kind of getting a mishmash. So when you move closer to alignment, you, you attract things in, you show up authentically, you, your business will grow naturally. So I think from a business perspective, it's easier to justify the work and travel the path because you know what the rewards are. And I think more companies do it, successful companies have done it, and you can see the tangible rewards. But self, sometimes you can't see those, or maybe you didn't have them modeled for you in your personal life, in your family life. So it's, it's not quite to, as public. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, we're starting to touch on how this journey could be less painful or less challenging. Mm -hmm. And that's at some level, that's kind of what these, these chats are about. It's like, well, okay, here's this challenge. And, you know, now that I, now that I know, mm -hmm. uh, this is what might help to, for someone else to make it easier or shorter or less painful. And so whether it be speaking back to an early version of yourself or mm -hmm. like, or someone here, someone who might be listening, do you, can, do you think of any key things that would you'd imagine would be supportive? Yeah. I think one of the, one of the things I want to reframe is the word pain and the word painful. I mean, I think it's more about being okay with being in a zone of discomfort and knowing to buffer your, like it doesn't have to hurt. And sometimes, I mean, I think about the context of, of training in physical, you know, I'm a trail runner, a mountain biker, sometimes the, t the punchy little climb and the punchy little turn, because it's steep, it, it, it hurts, but it's only for a few seconds. So, you know, having the calm conversations to say, I recognize that I'm out of my zone of comfort. I am in a space of discomfort, which means I'm going to grow. I am surrounded by, you know, my support system, by people who care about me, and I can get through this. And I think the other piece is, choosing the consultant, the mentor, the coach, whoever is going to do the work with you is ensuring that you trust them and ensuring that they have your back when you fall. And any person worth their weight in gold will be, will do that. Um, you know, that's the do no harm mentality of you know, and even just talking to other folks that they work with, what is their approach? What is their process? Talk to me about a time when things were really hard, or maybe you did feel you were going through kind of the breakthrough moment, which are tend to be, you know, that's where you grow the most. That's where you get the physical, emotional, mental gains. How did they support you? And just understanding and trusting because I found, because I had two coaches at the time, um, one Western, one Eastern, I could even rely on the other one to kind of support me when I was going through that really hard transformational moment. And sometimes those moments were really joyful, but the energy around it was so big. You need someone to kind of hold you down, hold the helium balloon down. So being supported, I think is the most important thing. And, and, and having, knowing that you're walking through a structured journey and knowing what it is that you setting the intention on the end. I mean, again, I'm a structured person, so I want to, this is what I want to, this is what I want to achieve. This is kind of the timeline. This is where we're headed because when you're clear on that vision of, of reward or achievement, it's so much easier to move towards it as opposed to, I know I'm going through this process. I don't know when it's going to end. Is it going to be, you know, another six hours, six weeks or six years to get through this? Uh, yeah. Markers. 
it occurs to me that not only do people mean unless you've been through it before and even if you have been it through before it's always different mm-hmm. each time mm-hmm. each cycle you go through um mm-hmm. but i'm also recognizing that people may be in this place that's begging for alignment and may not fully realize it mm-hmm. individually and in they're in their business mm-hmm. and so individually first can you think of any indicators that you notice or that you noticed for yourself aside from like well there was that flashpoint where you're <laughs> where you just it all splashed onto the table in, yeah. in the restaurant but before that looking back do you, do you see what indicators did you notice that were would give you a sense of like you know that's your life things aren't quite what they could be because well i mean one of the biggest gold nuggets that ray of, of wisdom that ray taught me was the only time that you you know, I mean, everybody gets frustrated by things in traffic and whatever, you know, but when you, when something really confronts you, upsets you, I mean, I go, I grew up playing with the boys. So I tend to go right to anger, (laughs) head along again, personal self journey, figuring out what the real emotions were. But when you find yourself in those places of discomfort and dis-ease, it's because of two things. One, the person or situation, usually the person or the people are mirroring back something that's in you that you don't like, or two, they're rubbing against your values. They're, they're in contrast and rubbing against your grain. So you watching your emotions and being paying attention to your physical awareness and how your body, like your body will often react before your mind does. I, I can pick up and because Ray taught me to do this, I will rub my, my forefinger and my thumb together when I'm getting frustrated or angry. That is a like kind of marker that I'm about to go to the next level of frustration or that my body has recognized that before my mind has, because we have sensors all over our body and we're not taught that we're just told we see things that goes to our brain. So looking for recurring patterns as well. Oh, that keeps happening well, why does that, what, is it because I'm attracting that? Is it because I'm not setting boundaries? Is it, you know, just looking for misalignment and things are hard. Well, why are things always hard? That's always a key indicator that you're misaligned because you're, you know, when your back's out of alignment, things get hard or uncomfortable. So I would say those are some key ones on the, on the personal side, or if you're getting called out by your friends going, there's something going on. You're not authentic. Like good friends will do that for you. How you show up over there is not how you show up over here. Which one is you? Hmm. And then business-wise, what are, what are indicators of that business people may wise, not recognize? Um, feeling like you're going to a job every day. Feeling like you're swimming upstream. A big indicator is, is looking at, you can look at your client base, like write down all the clients you're working with right now and then take out another color green would be good highlight the ones that you absolutely love working with what does that split what does that ratio look like i mean i've gotten our i've gotten myself and our company to a place where i think about firing a client once a year um and often i don't do that because what's happening for them is is a very um human thing like they're just something in their life is going on and it's just not allowing them to kind of follow my process, but I have a no asshole rule in my company. Like it just, I put that in place. And when I put that in place, I had to look at, well, what does that look like? And the easiest 
description of it is if I can't imagine inviting you and having you to a family dinner, whether it be Christmas, Thanksgiving, something with my family and friends, you will not be my client. If it comes to a point where I would uninvite you, take you off that list, you will know, you will cease to be our client because I don't have, we, life is too short. You know, I lost my younger sister yeah. three years ago at 36. And I just, that really shocked me to core about how short life is. So you talk about changing values and the value of time. So look at your client list and, you know, highlight the ones that don't align in red and see the contrast. Um, some others are, is there constant tension between the business partners? Is it, is it always hard to make a decision? Um, you can do the same list with team members, right? Mm. Cause if, if everything's coming up green, that's a really good indication. If it's kind of met in the middle, it says we've done some work. We need to do some more work to make sure that they're all green. Another one can be the clients. Like, are you attracting enough clients of the right fit clients into your business? That's a huge one. I mean, as you're growing a business and when you're in those startup years, it feels like you have to take everybody. Well, here's the thing you don't. And here's why you don't want to, because the folks that you take that aren't the right fit, guess what? Ref like attracts like, like refers like. Work with the clients that you love to get the great case studies, to get the great testimonials, to get the referrals from the people that you like, because they will refer like-minded people. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's kind of, I mean, I, I kind of committed to myself to only work with good people or what I, what I call good people mm -hmm. for similar reasons. Like yeah. it's life's, life's too short. hundred percent. And it's also like, it feels like it's a formula for success to feel like, like you really feel aligned and, and like the other people and then feel a sense of collaboration and trust. Yeah. The way I, way I get our clients to visualize it, and I, I know it's getting dated now, but um, I always say, I just want you to stop and imagine the one or two clients that you love working with every day. And they're like, yep, got them. I'm like, okay, great. Remember the movie Gremlins? Like, do not feed after midnight. Do not was it feed or water. I, I, I always use the water. metaphor of water. Do not water after midnight. Well, but imagine they are that, that person that you love working with, who you get excited to see and to work with and to dig into their project on. Imagine pouring water on them and they duplicate, but they're not evil, they're good. And those are, those are now all your clients. How awesome would every day be? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what it's about. Wow, that's, a, that's quite, the, quite the arc. Do you have any uh, like closing thoughts on what you'd like to share with others around uh, either pitfalls to avoid or places to lean in so mm. that they can get the value of, so they can move, move towards alignment or find alignment, mm -hmm. and the benefits of that? Pitfalls to avoid, harsh self-criticism. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, we all have the voice in our head, but how many of us can actually go, yeah, okay, I, I, thank you for your input. I'm good. Just go sit over there. <laughs> and it's like, how is it that we come to believe that abuse is actually con it's useful? Like, it's self I we, just we self condone but, our own abuse. Like that's insane. Yeah, to know. You know, um, so, you know, give yourself space and grace to figure it out. I think that's, there's this wonderful organization and I think I've already dropped one four letter, or, you know, it wasn't a four letter word, but it had more letters in it, but there's a great organization called fuck up nights. And 
their whole purpose for existing, and I've spoken at one of their events, is to kill the killing it culture. Oh, everything's great. It's all really good. We've got it all figured out. And this group of business owners who founded it sat down one night because they're from Mexico over some really good tequila and they started telling their fuck up stories. And they were like, why don't we do more of this? Like everybody sounds like they're killing it. Yeah. Well, the, the other, the, the whole lesson here is we're all just making it up as we go along. And some of us realize what we made up is good. And we turn it into systems and structures, which is what I have been fortunate to do and everybody can do it, but just take the pressure off. Know that you've chosen to go through a journey of transformation and it's worth it. If you're being called to do it or forced, you might be forced to do it. The universe might've called you, knocked on the door a bunch of times or your family and you just, it's time. It's time, right? Like, yeah. you don't, you aren't getting the signals. So guess what? Everything's now come crashing down or it's on the tipping point, but that work and that investment is worth it. Well, this is another piece I've just, you just embedded in what you just said is it might actually be a worthwhile investment to lean in to the inquiry mm -hmm. before you get forced. 100%. What am I being told? And that those signals can come from all sorts of places. And some people pick up on other, some sort of signals better than others, but also recognizing your own strengths of what are the signals that I pick up on really well and which ones just bounce off my forehead and I'm completely oblivious to. Because there's your downfall. There's your pitfall. Yeah. Oh, this has been this has been amazing. I I, I love chatting with you, and you. Um, and I'm sure we're going to do this again soon. Um, I'm looking I'm forward in. to it. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you've created a business that's a force for good and you'd like to share your story of challenge and success, go to questio.us slash podcast and click on the share my story button.